0: Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are Calvin and Marty. Yes, it's a new season and on this week's show, we're going to look ahead to season 22-23. Looking at European football and the ambitions for the club. We're going to talk transfers and preview our opening game with Ross County on Saturday. To be fair, I think it was the pain of losing that cup final. Why, I warned you. You know? You I know you did. I know you did. But you know, I wanted to win well, it. Be
1: first firsted five. Know? It was only two. Yeah. And technically, technically, a nil-nil in Glasgow against oh, one of the old firm over ninety minutes that? would be a good result.
0: Oh no, nah. no. Nah. <laughs> they give us that rubbish. We
1: lost the cup if we went to Ibrox or Parkhead and, and got a nil-nil square. draw, would
2: you not know, be delighted? No, we did absolutely. Like, right. there's not a chance that you wouldn't be sitting there on the train home like, lucky bastard. Didn't even have a shot. Not good enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that does not sound like me. And, you know, we are back for a new season. How's pre-season gone, Gordon? How how, how have you spent your summer? You feel, you know, feeling good? Feeling ready for the new season?
1: Yeah, I am looking forward to the new season, I have to say. Um, usually when you get to, to the week before the season's meant to start properly, you you do get that wee buzz um, again. Uh, and it's the same kind of buzz that you get every year, I think, and then the game kicks off and you think... But um, <coughs> no, to be fair, I've, I've watched uh, I've watched all of Hearts' home games. Um, I've went I've went and seen them. Uh, obviously, Bonnie Rig, um, Crawley, and Stoke. And to be fair, I thought uh, the performances were decent enough. I think you can clearly see that it's a competitive squad. There's a good intensity about them. They're all playing to get into the team. And I think sometimes in pre-season, in particular, you miss that. Um, I think over the years, especially at Hearts, anyway, in the games that we've watched over the years. You're a bit bored in pre-season, but actually I think they've been fairly entertaining. Um, particularly the game yesterday uh, against Stoke, I thought it was a good performance. I thought we uh, we were the better side, I thought we are actually a level well above them. And uh, that's quite encouraging when, when you look at the money that, that Stoke have available to them, um, even in the Championship. So, yeah, good. Um, I'm quite happy with where hearts are at the moment. The, the new signings have got a, a reasonable amount of football. Uh, they've integrated into the squad well, and I think... Realistically, you could actually say we're probably in a stronger position than, than where we were last season, despite losing John Souter and Ellis Sims. I think the squad at the moment looks certainly not weaker, and I think that's uh, very encouraging.
3: I'm I'm encouraged as well. I think um, I think what Gordon said there about being stronger, but maybe not stronger than necessarily and the Hearts team that finished last season. But I think we're definitely stronger than where we were this time last year going into the season, and we did start the season quite well last year. I think all. I know we're going to get fully onto the new signings in a bit, but I think most, if not all, the signings we've made on paper, anyway, looked have, have improved the team. Um, they have, I mean, Forrest has scored a couple of goals, Grant has, by being all accounts, looked pretty good, Shanklin getting a double on his debut. I know it's only pre-season, you shouldn't read too much into it, but it's always better to be going into the season on the back of performance like that than going into the season on the back of a terrible pre-season. Um I think we've recruited well recruited quite early. Um obviously Shankland Deal took a bit of time to get over the over the line, but it's nice to actually at least we got him in to get a full week's training and and pre um, a preseason friend under his belt. Whereas la- last summer, I, I think we signed really well last summer, but a lot of the, the signings were made quite far. I mean, Barry McKay didn't make his debut till three games in. Um Devlin was four games in, I think, before he made his debut. So as good as these signings one and Beningame was only signed three days before the opening game, so we, we made good signings last year, but they all brought in a lot later and I think it took a bit more time for them to gel, whereas this season we've had, most of them were there for the pre-season training camp, I still think we're a couple of players away from it, but Nielsen and Mr Savage have alluded to that, so yeah, all in all, I'm, all in all I've been pleased, I think we've, we've set up really well for the season ahead and I, I quite like the fact that our pre-season schedule seemed to go home game, away midweek, home game, away game, almost, as Nielsen said, to try and sort of drum it into the players that this is, you know, because this is what we are going to be doing for for three months is when you factor in the League Cup games, hopefully go quite far in that as well. When you factor that in, we're going to be playing every midweek for the best part of three months. So the players need to get used to that and if you can try and replicate that in pre seasons we have, it's obviously not the same as the real real deal, but it's better than us just playing a load of home games to lower league Scottish opposition I think it's it's been quite a good professional setup
0: on that point Matty is it been refreshing this season to have not played the League Cup games and haven't played better opposition leading up to the season I
2: think so yeah I mean I hate the League Cup group stage I think it's a joke so not having to be involved and that's always a good thing I mean you see it every year I mean every single season a Premier League team gets skelped by a team they shouldn't really get beaten by it's always going to happen you use it as pre-season. I mean, I, I remember when Hearts were in it, we've had games where it's been uh, League Cup and then three days later pre-season friendly for the people that didn't play in the League Cup and then another League Cup game. It's a joke, to be honest with you. It was a short-sighted disgrace setup. But back when we were playing Europe in June. And now that Scottish football's improved itself, we need to get to do it. It's as simple as that. Not sure I agree with that. I actually quite like
1: the League Cup. Um, I, li- I quite like the setup of it. I'm glad we're not in it. But uh, I, I, I do like the League Cup. I think it's... Uh... I think it adds something a little bit different to the competition, um, and I think you know if if teams whether they're in pre season or not can't beat a side that's that's levels below them, then that's on them. I don't think it's necessarily to do with where they are in in pre season. I think it's just it's about being professional, and I think they don't even get that much time off. It's not like before when players were off for six weeks and then they come back. I mean, you'll be lucky if they get a full week off. Um, and then they're back into some sort of training. So, I think you know, top flight teams if they are losing to Falkirk's and Morton's, and you know, not not highlighting one team, of <laughs> course, but <laughs> but if, you know, if they are losing these games, then that's that's down to them. I don't think it's anything to do with the actual competition.
3: If the, my only dislike the league cup is that we make an arse of it every year. Um, I th- I actually think it's a I think it's a good way to prepare for the season. I disagree with Matty. I've always quite enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad again, though. I'm glad we're not in it because that's way we get a we get a bite of the knockout rounds, and we're guaranteed to be seeded. So we miss the old fun. Yeah, so at least we, we don't we won't have a, a trip to Parkhead to contend while they're on the season. I mean, the thing the thing with the league cup though is everyone's on us. Are we in pre season? But so are the part time lower league sides. It's also their pre season, so the excuses are pretty pretty slim. I mean, the year we didn't get through, it was entirely our own fault. I think because we're in Europe this season, you obviously won't be testing yourself against better opposition. I know you're saying it doesn't matter, like, Inglesides aren't, they're not going to put, but when you're getting a week before the season, they are putting out, like, that Stokeside yesterday The be the Stokeside give or take that starts their, their league campaign next year. Um, Celtic played Norwich yesterday, near enough a full time Northside Rangers played Tottenham and that was probably as close to a starting eleven as Tottenham. So when you're playing at that point, I'd definitely say it's better playing them, but you're right, when, when you're playing, playing a bunch of players who actually want to win the game, then it can get you better prepared. But
1: Yeah, it's, it is quite interesting because I, I I read a comment from an Aberdeen fan and uh, there were a reference to Ron Gordon's uh, spitting the dummy out about the Derby being the second ga- day of the season. <clears throat> and he was oh, you know, surely as a Hibs fan you'd be wanting that because Hearts have hardly had any, uh, any games. Uh, you know, Hibs have played competitively. Surely they'll be sharper. Complete nonsense. I think if you watch the Hearts games this year against the sides that we've been playing against I think we're in, we're, we're in certainly in a better position. Um, the Preston game away from home was a really good game. I thought uh, there wasn't too much goal mouth action, but you could actually see that both sides were trying to play a certain way, and it was a right competitive game. It was a good intense game of football, and I think that set us up nicely. And I thought the the game against Stoke was was the same, but I just thought we were we were certainly a little better than what Stoke were. Um, I wouldn't say Stoke were, were not trying to win the game. I think they they absolutely were. I just thought Hearts were were better than them, um, even Tramere, Tramere game as well, there wasn't a stream for that so I never actually got to watch that but if you watch the the goals and uh, certainly the lead up to them you could see that they were well worked goals so I think I think certainly the, the, the level of the games that, that we've actually been having have been quite good um, but I also think you can get that in the League Cup as well, I, I just think that um, like like Calvin says it's just, just a bit of a cop out isn't it from these clubs. Um, I think when you, you I mean, you know, a few of the seasons' hearts have done well, and they've had the League Cup group stages in the lead-up to them. Uh, last season, for example, you know, we won all our, our games, um, and we looked good, and I think it set us up for a decent start to the campaign, because, you know, the Celtic were playing, what, Europe, they were playing Champions League qualifiers, weren't they, in the lead-up to, to the game that we played um, against them on the opening day, but we, we played League Cup games, and, and we ended up beating them, so... Swings and roundabouts. I just think it depends on the actual club and the way each team prepares. But I quite like it overall, but I'm glad to not be in it and I'll be quite happy if we're not in it for the next
2: 10 years. I mean, I think for me with the League Cup, is like you say, have you missed it? No, of course you've not. I think it's terrible. I really think it devalues the competition that's already devalued itself. Um, but for me, it's one of the two trophies that we can win as a football club realistically until Savage gets his way and we can actually go on and win the title in a few years time but um yeah I I hate it I think it genuinely devalues the competition I think if you ask anybody outside of Scottish football their opinion on it they'll come to the same conclusion I think it's ridiculous I don't think you should be playing any competitive football before my birthday and I've always stood by that 26th of July it's prime last pre-season friendly time Aye, aye, Tuesday, aye, Tuesday, aye. Tuesday, aye. Should they be playing, shouldn't they be playing competitive football prior to that date on any level? Well, I mean, I've, I'm sure asked, like, the the, i
1: the Champions League qualifier before then. I know. Be on
2: the 26th. I couldn't tell you. It was years ago, mate. But I just think it's nonsense. I think it's pathetic. And I think it's another mistake that, that Scottish football's authorities have made over the years. And don't think they've ever made any decision correct, to be honest with you. Is there not a slight disappointment this pre-season from a fans'
0: point of view that we haven't had like a good away pre-season game?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, th- we we have had two good away pre-season games, but they were both yeah. been on Wednesdays. Yeah, I think if Hearts won in Europe this season, I, I definitely would have took some time off and went to them. But we've also got to keep the annual leave for the important ones. But yeah, it is quite disappointing because I think we've had a we've had a fair few home games, um, which is fine, fair enough, but. I just feel like, you know, they could have been utilised a little bit better. And, and maybe, I mean, I don't know why we were playing Bonnie Rick Rose at home. I thought that was a nonsense. Um, you know, if you're going to play Bonnie Rig Rose, you either play them away from home or you play it at Spartans Ground. And invite them to Tyne Castle for friendly is a disgrace. And then charge a tenner for it as well.
0: I think we should have played them at the Tony Macaroni.
1: Yeah, fine. Play them anywhere, but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be at home. Um, absolutely embarrassing. Uh, and then, obviously, the Crawley town was a bit meh, but you know, they actually, I thought second half done all right, first half hearts were well on top and then obviously Stoke was a decent level and Preston as well and Tramair, but as I said, it's a shame that they weren't on weekends. Put it this
0: way, if you want to stick a tenner on for the season, Stoke to go down's are
1: Yeah, saying that seeing that to you yesterday mate, I, I think within the first 10-15 minutes of the game, I just I thought they're crap, I mean, here should actually beat these here and uh, we did. Uh I think it took us a little bit of of a while to settle into the game. Um, but when we did, when we started creating chances, we got the goal and um just before half time then second half we, we created more than enough chances where we could have won uh three or four, definitely. Uh, you know, they got a late consolation at the end, but I didn't really th- think they threatened us too much. I mean Gordon was forced into kinda of one really good save uh midway through the second half. But apart from that I don't I don't really think they were there was there was ever any danger of them um, having a go, and obviously you were you you were surprised when I told you that the the championship starts next week because sure. you thought oh, you thought I Stoke thought was, were
0: yeah I thought they were a few uh, a few weeks from starting. yeah yeah no. I thought this this team weren't ready for the season yeah. to start next next week but
1: yeah. I was uh, yeah I was shocked but bigger surprised. parts you know what I mean I think um, I thought we played well though yeah yeah I thought I said I thought the intensity was good yeah. I thought. Um, I like the look of, of our midfield, I think there's a lot of creativity in that, there, there's a good kind of balance in there, um, I mean it's difficult to say who's going to be regular starters but I think regardless of what team we put out, it should be a team that's um, th- that's always looking to score goals hopefully, um, which is encouraging, it's encouraging to see, I like the look of Grant, I like Forrest, some of the boys that have came in and obviously we've added Shankland, you know, bags a double on his debut. I uh, fancy him to get a few goals next week as well, and hopefully he can start the season on fire. And I think as well, it'll it'll give uh, Liam Boyce as well a bit of a boost more. Um, maybe just taking the the, the, sh- the a bit of the pressure off him a little bit. He's no longer having to be the the main source of goals, um, and it gives him a little bit of competition. So I think it's encouraging.
0: We're gonna move on and chat a little bit about transfers. Calvin, are you happy so far
3: with um, the dealings we've done? I'm happy with wh- who we brought in so far. Um, I still think we're a bit short, we're a bit light on uh, center positions. Uh, I'd say three or four players. I would be. I think we we're in our center forward still. I think going into the season with two two senior center forwards. I know we've got Henderson there, but I'm not not overly fair enough. His fourth choice gets the odd run out here and there, but sun happens to boys. Can't really be lying on. Him. I would. I know set the Sims deal even on our own, looks dead in the water, but I would like us to try and bring in a player in a similar mold time, because I think the way we played the second half of the season with Boyce on the right, Sims in the middle, worked really well. Um, we've then got Shank going to can feed off feed off that. Um, I still think another centre-half, although we do have a bit of depth in there, um, but I think we should still, I think the young boy Nielsen from Dundee United, I don't think he's, there was much intention of playing him much this season, so I think we could do with another centre-half reserve goalkeeper has to probably be priority and it worries me the club aren't talking about this at all We seem they actually seem content to go into a 60 game long season with a 40 year old goalkeeper and a horrendous backup. I think if anything happens to Craig Gordon we are truly screwed I've been saying it for a while I've said it a few times in the podcast last year I think anyone that sat next to Hearts games for a year has uh, heard it more than they'd like to but Ross Stewart is not the answer we've seen it he got a decent amount of games in pre-season and he was hopeless in every single one of them so I, I think Craig Gordon is obviously at such a high level that you know we're not going to get. I'm not expecting us to bring in somebody as good as him, but like I say, he's he'll be 40 this year. We're playing 60 games, even if we get knocked out. Plus, he's still Scotland's number one goalkeeper, so he's not even getting the break of international. Now he might retire. I would almost quite like him to retire from a purely selfish heart's point of view, but I think going into the season we're just. Stuart's is uh might come back and bite us. hope I'm wrong, really hope I'm wrong. But aside from that, yeah, the, the transfer dealings, the, the guys we've brought in have looked have looked good so far. I know Rowe's got a, a start yesterday. Um, count's played quite well, from what I've heard. Yep. Um, on two goals in his debut. What you say? Forrest, I was really quite excited when we signed him. I think he was brilliant for Livy last season. I think it's the sort of position we need in the thought of him and Mackay on either side. It's quite exciting, I think, going forward. Atkinson seems to have grown into his role a bit more as well. I think he's pretty much claimed that starting right back position as his own. So I think we're fairly, we're fairly set up on. Like I, said, I wouldn't mind an hour centre half just for depth, but I think we are fairly set up at the back. Could maybe do another centre midfielder, sort of more attacking attacking centre mid, and definitely another centre forward. I think that's centre forward and back-up goalkeeper, probably the priorities, I would say. Do
0: you think we're going to miss uh, Lorick DeMoore leaving?
3: Absolutely not.
0: Thank you,
1: cheesy. Thank you, Cheesy.
2: Cheesy. Aye, that's what Ross Stewart's nickname is. He's a good sound laddie. Um
0: Well you know, after yesterday's show I think Roddy McKenzie needs to be um brought back.
1: Couldn't couldn't agree more, you know. I think any man that doesn't let his son score a penalty on him on Tincastle Park um is big moment, I think is a man that can be trusted.
2: As Robbie says, you need to earn the right to play for Hearts, so Roddy McKenzie done the right thing.
1: Yeah, destroying his son's dream is absolutely the reason to get him in.
2: I wouldn't mind bringing Jamie McDonald in to sit on the bench. Yeah, yeah, that would be all right. Guy, guy of that kind of ilk, you know, someone that you can come in and he's not going to be brilliant, but he's not. Wouldn't he?
1: Do you know what? That 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 wouldn't be a bad <laughs> wouldn't be a bad shout to be performance. We experienced goalkeeper. Do you think we need to make more more of a marquee signing this summer, though, Gordon, with, with Europe ahead? Yeah, I'd like to think we're not finished yet. I don't think we've spent nearly enough money, to be perfectly honest, with the amount that the club's actually brought in. Um, uh, I I don't know, I mean, I, I know they've said the Ellis Sims is unlikely to happen, but I don't think we're finished there. I've just got a wee feeling about that. Um, he's not going to be playing for Everton this year, I can absolutely guarantee that. I actually think he'll be available to leave on a permanent... So and. No, I, I watch I watch Everton enough. I know for a fact he he hasn't played a game in any of the pre season. He, he hasn't kicked the ball during pre season. So, um, he, he there was I think it was their first pre season game against Arsenal. Every single player on the bench got minutes except him. He was generally the only player not to get in the park. So if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what will. But, um, for me, I think. People say, oh, you know, you can't smash your, your wage structure for someone like Ellis Sims. Well, I'm sorry, but if the club wants to continue to grow, they're going to have to make sign-ins like that. It's And and all this crap about, oh, you don't want to upset the rest of the team because you're you're paying more money to one player. So what? It's not to do with the rest of the team what other players earn. That's been football for years. Um, I just think, there he is there, exactly. He's on the bench. Mr Sims walking out. He looks miserable. He wants to come home. You can just see by the look on his face there. Um, and get him up the road, man, you know what I mean, he's he's a, he's a signing that I think if Hearts were to, to push the boat out and get, I think he'd come here, he'd score a barrel load of goals, um, he's something that, that we haven't got, I don't think there's any other striker in the league like him, he'll only continue to get better, and I think if he comes in, scores 15 to 20
2: goals in two seasons at Hearts, you will sell him for 3-4 million pounds, easy. I don't think it's dead yet either. I think it probably is dead per uh, from a permanent point of view to bring Sims back in, but we're getting at that stage now. It's nearly time for the Premier League season to kick off. It's the Community Shield next week, so I think we might start seeing some movement in the loan in the loan front. Maybe not Sims, but definitely in terms of players coming to Scotland from England on maybe a more of a loan basis. But we do we do need a Sims type player. We either need either Ellis himself or somebody with, off that mould that can run because as much as I think Shankland and Boyce will do very well this season, I think they'll both get between 15 and 20 goals each. Neither of them can run, neither of them can stretch the opposition. And when you're going to places like Motherwell, St Johnston, St Mirren away, you know, they're dirty, dirty teams. The game struggles to get going, it struggles to get moving. You need that out ball, and Sims was brilliant at that last season.
1: Well, you you only have to look at the cup final. And um, what was the difference was Rangers brought two players off the bench, and, and they, were, they both scored. Um, Hearts didn't have any options on the bench to bring on, and, and I think that's that's a different. Nielsen even alluded to it. Now I think we're heading in the direction where we're getting a stronger bench, but in terms of your forward players, yeah, you've got Boyce, you've got Shankland. They're two really good strikers in Scottish football terms, but you want you, I think you need minimum three, maximum four. Four players who can, well, you can rely on to come on and score goals, and I think Sim, definitely adding Sims to that, to that, um, that category is one that you know you could rotate between the three because we do have the extra games, we have got Europe there, and for me, I just think it's a signing that makes sense on a number of levels, and I just think it's such we can't sit here and claim we want a challenge for titles, we want to win this and that, and then you know suddenly squirm at the thought of signing a player for nine hundred thousand or whatever Everton want for him. Um, I just think sometimes you, you've got to be a little bit ambitious, and it's a deal that I think makes sense, people say, oh, it's a risky deal, every deal's a risk, but I think there's one that, there's there's risky, risky deals, and there's deals that make sense, and I think it's a deal that certainly makes sense for me, and I'd like to see Hearts be ambitious where they are at the moment, they've got an extra £3.5 million in the bank, and possibly more with uh, with players that we've sold, you know, Mac and F's left, and uh, obviously, you've got the hickey sale on There's a lot of rumour about uh, how much that actually is. Um, so, there's there's money coming actually into the club. There's money there to spend. And I just get the, the feeling that they're being a little bit tight. And, and I don't like that, to be honest with you. I'm not talking about going and spending, you know, six, seven million pounds or any nonsense like that. But I, I think deals for someone like an Ellis Sims, I think, is one that, that absolutely makes sense.
0: Calvin, I'm going to bring you on this. Do you, do you think the club are being tight this summer you know we, we do have a th- we do have that three three million pound that we're going to be guaranteed with european football should we not be spending a little more this summer to try and beef our squad up for as you say the 60 game season ahead
3: yeah absolutely i, I mean you're saying three three and a half million it's probably when you factor everything in it's probably closer to the six or seven million mark the only thing is i don't know how it works do we get this mark mo- like do we get some of this money up front or do we though you get
2: paid money as soon as the group stage starts So you'll get a fee for your appearance in the playoff. That'll come in. Obviously, your gate receipts for the home game. Then you'll get a lump sum, usually after the draw for the group stage that comes in. But, I mean, it's all guaranteed anyway. Hearts can budget for this shit. Yeah, exactly. But but anyway, on top of that, you've got results draws wins you get paid for obviously home attendances which i'd imagine are going to be twenty thousand. record season ticket sales you know what i mean
1: there's money there exactly of course there is you've got 15 what is it well just under sixteen thousand season ticket holders that's never happened i'll I'll
2: tell you one years we're gonna see it we'll see it in the accounts when they come out right but somebody can pinpoint this if hearts income this season isn't 18 million minimum i'll be stunned yeah, you'd start asking questions. Where's the money going? It's settled exactly because it's usually what around twelve. I reckon we'll be hitting eighteen to twenty in terms of income.
3: Yeah, and that—that's the point I was making. Is that we're saying three million, but in reality, it's closer. By the time you factor in additional season, even merchandise sales from, from European games, etc. Everyone on top of that adds up. Hospitality sales for European nights. I don't know how much we're charging for them, but I imagine it'll be more than the sort of standard, standard hospitality sales. Oh, and you're you're talking as Matt says, eighteen million quid. Now I know that's just in turnover; that's not in, in profit. But it's an additional six or seven million pound for Hearts to play with. And we've got a, we've got a proper opportunity here, whereby at least for next season as well, this group stage is guaranteed as well for next season going into it. So if we can, if we can do, if we can build on this, do what Aberdeen done under McInnes, that is legitimately the only way we're ever going to close the gap on the top two. We're never going to do it through player sales. I mean, player sales will help. We're, we're at maximum capacity to Incassar as it is. Right? different discussion, but that's it. We're, we are where we are on that. So we can't grow the revenue, we can't grow that revenue stream. We, there's more hospitality options but there. We can grow the revenue stream through that way. But the only way to really grow revenue is through competing in Europe. Now, looking at, going into Europa League at the moment, looking at the potential draws we could get, there is a serious number of winnable ties there as well. So we were all going into thinking, you know, we'll get a big big bumper, glamour tie for a qualifier and then we've got the conference league group stages, we've got a bit money for that. I think looking at, aside from maybe two or three teams in there, I think we should be aiming, a, a shorter drawn, off the top of my head, shorter drawn Dinamo Kiev, Fenerbahce or um, Ferencvaros, I think most of those teams in there are are beatable and so we should be looking at Europa league, and that in itself brings a whole, a whole host of further riches as well so I think we really need to take advantage of this sort of windfall, if you like, I mean, it is a windfall, and try and do what Aberdeen have done, and we're not going to do that by keeping our squad size the same as we did last year, because we're going to have to compete, and because of the World Cup as well, which really doesn't help matters, because of the World Cup, the, the European fixture, the group stage fixture are so condensed, instead of playing two games a month, we're playing three games a month, pretty much, because probably September, October, there's one right at the start of November, and then we've got there's an international break in there somewhere, the end of September time. But that's it. We are playing three games a week for three months.
2: Yeah, we're playing th- and Calvin's right there. As well. really touched on it with the international factor as well. Like We've got players in multiple national teams now. I mean, we've just signed a new one. Uh, Raoul, however you say his name, he'll be away with Australia when that's happening. You've got Devlin looking at knocking on that door. You've got Atkinson knocking on that door. Gordon's not going anywhere for Scotland. He's eyeballing trying to get to a tournament. I don't see him retiring anytime soon. But again, the money thing. The money thing's key. I mean, you're looking at Say you can get Sims for a million quid right? at Everton, and everyone's talking about our wage structure. If he's on ten grand a year, it's half a million. Sorry, ten grand a week, it's half a million. We're talking about the difference between possibly getting third again, which is six million quid. It pays for itself before you've even sold them. For me, it's not about, oh, let's bring this guy in because he's going to he might have a sell-on fee down the line and if we do, and yes, he might. I mean, there's a big factor in that. I'm not saying that that's not, not something to look at, but Ellis Sims coming in for hearts, if you're paying him an extra 10 grand a week or whatever, at half a million a year, for me he's the difference between, say you're struggling, you're down, you're down a few players because you're playing on a Wednesday and everyone's screwed, it's that out ball, it's what I'm talking about, is he going to be there enough to make a difference if Aberdeen resurge themselves and Hibs come back up a little bit, which doesn't look like they will, but they might, he might be the difference between four or five points over the course of a season which gets us third which gets us into a situation again with the way that we've been doing in europe and if we can help contribute to the coefficient you're in a situation you might be looking at group stage again which is six eight ten million quid again plus you're used to it it's about kicking on and moving because this is the best opportunity i can ever remember being a hearts fan to get to a situation where we can put ourselves into a class of our own outside behind the old firm and outside of the the bridge between the rest of them that little group financially it's so important that we get this summer right and as much as every single player that we've brought in this summer i think looks like a good addition i don't think it's been anywhere near enough yet and i hope it's something that we continue to press forward with
3: see on the wage structure point i do get the point that people make about that is if you go smashing the wage structure for one guy then other players are going to come and ask for more money etc etc but how much do these people think that ALS sims is going to want and B, how much do you think the best players at heart are currently on? Because we offered Kings a new deal last season. He's no sitting there on two grand a week. Craig Gordon's no sitting there on two grand a week. Craig Halkett's the same. So if, just say for round numbers, Sims wants 12k, right? Halkett, Gordon, Kingsley, etc. they're not going to be on that. But they're not going to be sitting there on one and a half grand. And rightly so, if we're bringing the guy on 10, 12k a week and they're sitting on one and a half, K, they're going to be banging the door and asking for a new contract. Absolutely fine. But on top of that, if they can prove themselves in Europe this season, and come and ask for more money. Hart, if Harts can afford it, then these are guys that Stephen Kingsley is a prime example. He's still got a lot of he's still got a lot of years left on Halkett as well. What if Shank- what do you
2: think Shanklin's on? Ah, exactly. Shanklin's m- going to be on seven or eight grand. Well,
3: exactly. What do you, exactly. What do you he think? just
2: was- came for Belgium. We've just spent a few hundred grand on him. There's no danger he's on any less than seven eight grand. But
3: what was he on? He was on a fortune Dundee United as well. Allegedly, he was on an absolute fortunate United. They've sold him to Belgium. He's not he's not moved. to Dundee done the United to Belgium for less money. So he's went and then he's not gonna come back from Belgium at Hearts for maybe he might have taken a slight drop in wages because career seem to sort of stall in Belgium, but he's not gonna come back to Hearts on four K. Right? He's he's gonna be on six or seven K. Craig Gordon's gonna be on something similar. I don't think LSMs now if LSMs is demanding forty grand or whatever then yeah, by all accounts the deal's dead it's not happening, right? But he's not but he's not but he's not gonna be demanding that, right? He's not gonna play forever in this year. He might get a Championship club in England. Are we going to be paying that much less than the sort of the, the sort? Of, he's not. He's not going. If he's going down to the Championship, he's not going into Championship for a team that's going to be promotion. We're mid-table side at best, right? Are we going to be paying that much less than what they're paying? I think as well. You've got, you've got to ask yourself. Hearts have a
0: good selling point this season. You've got European group stage football. You know, you, you can put yourself in the shop window.
1: Yeah, and that, that that that's exactly it. You know, you come up here and you do well for Hearts, and you're playing against. You know, to the biggest clubs in the world, and Celtic Rangers, and uh, you know, you look at the stadiums you're going to eat with the Edinburgh Derby. You know, I think Scotland has got a lot going for it, and I, I agree completely what Calvin said there uh, in regards to wage structures. You know, you've got players like Barry Mackay for a start, who was touted to, to go down to England. Now you've seen the performance that he put on yesterday, Ross. I thought he was the best player in the park by a mile. Um, he's certainly better than anything at Stoke half now. If you're a Stoke manager, you're looking at that and going, "Christ, he'd, he'd walk into our team." Um, they would have to pay a lot of money to get him, and I think he's on a four-year deal. Um, he'll be on a good wage as well. Hearts, you know, he could quite easily have said, "Well, I've had a year up here. I've got you in up. I'm going to go back down south again, um, and then double my wages." Well, Hearts are probably probably paying him about maybe six grand a week, maybe more than that. Um, and then he'll have all his bonuses and things like that as well. If you gave you know Ellis Sims a flat fee of, I mean, you, listen, the guy the guy sitting on the bench at the moment, he's not playing football. If you said to him, "Listen, for the good of your career, Ellis, come up here." Spend two, maybe three seasons. Continue to develop as a top striker, gain experience, keep scoring goals. I guarantee you that you'll be your next move. If it's back down in England, it'll be in the Premier League, or you'll go abroad in Europe. Because if you come here and you can score goals in like Europa League or Conference League or whatever, and and that's highlighted that you can step up and play in those types of games. Because I believe you can. Uh, he's seen his goal in the semi-final against Hibs, you know, I mean, that's, that wasn't an easy finish. Um, you need a bit of quality to strike the ball like that, and I think you'll get those opportunities in Europe because you'll get more space. He's big, powerful. He's got a bit of pace. And I think he'll only continue to get better, and I think he's playing in a team that will score goals and create chances for him. Um, he's also playing with two experienced, really good finishers as well. Um, I think people forget the age of Ellis Sims. He's got a lot of learning to do, but you can see there's definitely potential and there's talent in there. And I think they're the types of players that hearts need to identify and get up. I think he came in last season. I don't even think he was fully fit last season, to be honest. Um, and you've seen the impact that he had, particularly his, his record of goals in big games. Scored against Hibbs in the semi, scored at Parkhead, um, scored a couple of other big goals as well. So I think it was seven or something he ended up with. And it's a pretty good tally for, for a striker coming in. Um, in, in kind of the end of January time um, and I, as I said, I just think it makes sense a number of levels that then leaves you with three really, really good strikers they don't always need to play every week together you can rotate one of them you can maybe play with two you can maybe even leave two in the bench depending on who you're playing against I think it's there's that many games that you can rotate them and you've always got that options so when Hearts do get to a cup final again you're playing against Rangers it's nil-nil you look at your bench. You've got an Ellis Sims on there. You've got a Lawrence Shanklin. You've got a Liam Boyce. Can go right. You've got the ability to come on here and get a goal. Go and do it. I think if the opportunity comes up to sign Sims, then then you just go and do it. And uh, I hope the club do show some ambition because, you, as I say, you, you can't you can't come out and say we want to win the league title and we want to do this and that. We want to close the gap on the old firm, but not actually do it. Hearts have got a perfect opportunity this year now to consolidate their t- themselves as a third team in this league and be untouchable for, for a few years to come because if we can go in and do well at Tyne Castle in Europe, make it a place that people, you know, look at Rangers, you know what I mean, prime example, they used Ibrox to, uh, was a big part in them getting to that cup final last year, I think Tyne Castle could be a sort of place that gets hearts a couple of wins in the European group stages and maybe, delivers you know european football after christmas it might not we might we might go out but even if we um even if we do as long as we're back next year and then you've got you've got to go that way it's it's got to be relying on european football um people would scoff at the idea of hearts being uh, constantly in europe but we knew it was the potential was there and that's where they should be um so now's the time to to get the finger out as a football club and, and start moving forward. Stop doing everything half-arsed and, and on the cheap because if you want to be a
2: big football club, you need to start behaving like a big football club. I think what you touched on there, Gordon, as well, it's a very Scottish football thing to scoff at a club like Hearts being a regular appear in in a European group stage because you look through a lot of the other leagues in Eastern Europe and Central Europe as well, your sort of lower-end ones that we're around, your, your sort of Scandinavian leagues, your your lower teams in your Belgian leagues, your Eastern European leagues, that kind of thing. We dwarf so many teams that regularly make European football. Absolutely dwarf them in terms of attendances, in terms of potential growth. I mean, the league sells itself short massively, but just to touch on that as well. like A club that averages 20,000 fans a week, which we will if we continue to be at that level every single week, right? There's absolutely no reason why a club like us shouldn't be in group stage football. There's no reason why Aberdeen and your hibses as well this world... They should be able to go through knockout rounds in the European qualifiers. The fact that Scottish football is not there has nothing to do with the size of our clubs and everything to do with how badly it's been ran over the last 10 years. Scottish Scottish clubs should be in Europe. We shouldn't be sitting here relying on Celtic and Rangers to drag the coefficient up. We should be getting ourselves in a position to assist ourselves and stay in there. I don't want to go into Europe and not win a game. That's not the aim for me. The aim needs to be, I want to win at least two games at home in the group stage and maybe that's a bit ambitious because you play three games, but, you know, make an account of yourself. Pick up some results at Tyne Castle and then see where it goes because it's not about doing it this season. It's about doing it again next season and then learning from it and building from it.
1: This is going to be the start. This has to be the platform that we build from and it can't just be a one-season wonder. I think, I think it's got to, it's, this is where it has to start for Hearts now. They've fucked about for too long. Now they're in a position where they've actually got their house in order. Let's let's start making up for for lost time now. What do you make of um, people that think
0: fans like us are being overly ambitious? Well,
1: what what, what are you watching football for? What what, what, what do you go to the match for then? If you didn't want your team to 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 win and do well and strive and be as, the best they possibly can be, I'm not sitting here saying that we're going to go and win the league. Only nonsense like that. But I think it's certainly achievable for us to go and compete and do all right in Europe. Um, what, what, why, you know, why is that such a such so difficult to believe? Um, like Matt says, you know, it, is a, it must be a Scottish society thing. I don't know, but um, for me, I think we've we've got a good squad. We've got Ten Castle under the lights. The way we play, I think, probably suits us in Europe. Hopefully, listen, awesome, we could be completely wrong. But even if we do lose every game in, in Europe this year, if we're back next year, we'll learn from that and we'll get better. And and that's what it's all about. It's about progression and constantly getting the football club and moving it stronger. You look at uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll go to we'll go to Spain for example, and you talk about Atletico Madrid winning winning La Liga, and now Barcelona and Real Madrid, two biggest clubs in the world, just as big as Celtic and Rangers. Now it's a different league format. They're only having to play these teams twice, obviously, but um, you know we're having to play the old firm eight times, which I think makes it more and more difficult to win the league. But History's proven that Hearts can still get within six, seven points of Celtic and Rangers. Um, 98 being an example, was it six points or something, we finished off them and you look at the the, the points we ended up dropping, it was, I think we we dropped twi- uh, points twice to Hibs or something and lost to whoever else. Um, you know, you, you think about if you win the games that you, you expect to win, you need to win in one season they maybe both not at it. You can maybe capitalise. The momentum carries you on like Leicester did when they won the title. Um, so things happen in football. But you need to be in a position where you can capitalise on something like that. I was talking to you yesterday about Aberdeen, for example, over the last 10 years when Rangers went bust and uh, they weren't in the league for a long time and, and Celtic weren't that great and Aberdeen were within touching distance of Celtic. Aberdeen's problem is they didn't, they didn't kick on. They, they didn't gamble a little bit. They didn't try and win the title then because there was only one team they were competing against back then. Hearts and Hibs as well didn't have their house in order, so really it was a lot easier for them to actually properly try and go for it. I think if you had this Hearts team now in that league then, I think they would be a lot closer to Celtic and you could argue that they might they might even have won it. Um, so, it's all about ambition, it's all about doing things the right way. I think we've got a sporting director that does things the right way. But you hear, you heard him during the week. He says, you know, he wants to win the title. That's his aim. He's like, what's the point in being here if you don't strive for that? He's like, might not do it, but at least, at least that's the ambition. And I think the fans, you know, that, that do sit here and say, well, we shouldn't, you know, smash our wage structure and we shouldn't do this. Go, well, why not? Why are you going to the football then? You know, why do you support a club like Hearts if you're more interested in mediocrities and playing it safe? Then go and watch the team in Leith, because that's that, that's what they pride themselves on. Um, flair football but not never actually winning anything or achieving anything I want Hearts to do well and achieve things um, let's let's get the Hearts way and the Hearts way for me should be doing well every single season um, competing, I think we're, we're building a good squad, we've got a, a decent squad who are all on long term deals are at a good age at the moment a lot of players are reaching their peak and if you can continue to add quality to that which there's no reason why Hearts shouldn't it's not as if they're coming to an end of a cycle now They've got a, a stable squad there for the next three, four seasons. Never had a better opportunity. This, this, this point. But I think that's maybe where the frustration possibly comes.
0: Some football fans will be split. There'll be those that think, oh, you know, we don't want to break the wage structure because the fear is going to be like Romanov no, 2.0. And
1: I don't know if football yeah. fans don't think like we don't think like that. No. But some people, some football fans no, probably and, do and, think like that. They probably the think... Argument. For the argument of that though, people forget what it was like under Vlad, right? He was paying... Crap, crap players, 10, 15 grand a week, buying them cars and buying them houses. This is not like what what that was now, you know. this. There, there's a steady structure there, which I think allows you to go and spend a little bit more on a marquee signing. Um, and I think you've got to be ambitious. If, if if teams are, if clubs look at Hearts, you know, being ambitious and bringing in decent players, well, players, not necessarily clubs, but more other players, if they see Hearts signing in the Sims, they go, oh, I want to go to Hearts look at what they're building there that's quite exciting you know they're they're a club that's going places you see european nights at Tynecastle under the lights the atmosphere will be tremendous people will watch that and then you've got the derby and all that as well on top of that living in edinburgh and everything that, that comes with it i just think you've got to if you want to act like a big club you've you've got to behave like one for a start uh if you want to be one sorry and and that's where we need to be uh sold out season tickets when's that ever happened and that just shows you the potential at Hearts. So if there's a decent side on the park, the fans will 100% come out and back them.
0: And it also shows the great job
3: Robbie Nielsen's done, Calvin. Listen, let's just
1: move on from that. I He's think. got to get
0: credit for where the club were and the club are. If you don't have the does. manager,
3: then none of this he a, happens. He absolutely he absolutely does. But I was wanting to go back to... You know you just asked Gordon there if we're being overly... People might think we're being overly ambitious. I don't see... Sort of measuring the two points that Gordon and Matty made, right? Matty's right to pick up on the sort of central and eastern European leagues. A lot of these teams that regularly make the sort of playoff round of the, the Europa League or, the, or they get through a couple of qualifiers knocking Scottish clubs out are tiny in comparison. I mean, if you look at, for example, say Slovan Bratislava, one of the teams we could draw, right? Or Maribor. Maribor are another really good example. Maribor play in Slovenia, a country with a population of two million. They play in a, they don't been playing the capital city. They play in a tiny town of a population of fifty thousand, where a stadium only holds eleven thousand. They average about three thousand fans every week. But yeah, if we draw Maribor, despite the fact that we play in a country five and a half million, and a city over six hundred thousand folk and sell at twenty thousand a week, we'd be expecting to lose to Maribor. Why is that? What is that possibly based on other than our own sort of self-doubt that somehow the Slovenian league, the Czech league, the Slovakian league are all miles better than Scottish football? Despite the fact that there is no evidence showing they are. I mean, Sparta-Prague even. Sparta-Prague are
0: uh, far be- evidence, Evidence in terms of results in the past does yeah, prove these are
3: better leagues I mean look, but look
0: play, exactly but they shouldn't
2: God, got to be the target,
3: but they shouldn't. Yeah, But, like they, that but, that they absolutely, but they absolutely should not have and that's what I mean We're, so I don't think it's I think if Gordon and Matt are sitting there saying you know if we get to Europa League if we get to Europa League groups and I'd expect us to take six points off Sevilla and um, like Sevilla and Hertha Berlin or something then that's that's taking the piss of it you're not going to do that but if we, if we get to if we get to the conference league groups for example like, it's two totally different yeah. levels of football if we get to the conference league and you look through that most of the teams in that conference league are smaller clubs than ours. Yeah, on almost yeah. every on almost every metric like, obviously you're going to have your your big like obviously you're going to have like your german your french italian side that are going to be in there we're not i'm not expecting us to go and beat them it would be nice if we did but i'm not expecting us to but there's going to be slovenian sides slovakian sides lithuanian estonian sides in there chibralton teams chibralton teams we're bigger like miles bigger than any of these clubs so it's not it's not over-ambitious to say that Hearts should be competing with the likes of Maribor or Slovan Bratislava it's, it's taking the piss to say oh Hearts should be competing with Sevilla and Bayern you know that's that's ripping the piss a bit but to say that we should be able to compete with a team a team from a town of 50,000 that gets three and a half thousand fans every that's not over-ambitious that's exactly where we should be and it's not just Hearts it's Scottish, Scottish clubs in general like Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen if they drew if they drew a Croatian side that was, even that wasn't Dinamo Zagreb. We'd be going, oh, we're going to get humped here. But the exact but there's no but reason we should the, be. The
0: prime example is Rijeka, though. They're yeah. a creation side that got. the thrashed Aberdeen.
2: Yeah, but they play
3: in a tiny wee seaside resort. Yeah. yeah and yet we, we go into games against them thinking, oh, they're going to absolutely hump us. And there's zero reason why we should be, but we do.
2: The, the big thing on that, quickly, I don't really have much else to say there, but it's, it wasn't looked at at the time. But Aberdeen losing that game was an embarrassment. They should have put that team out. And Scottish football should be in a position where we regularly beat these sides. And. I think every other club that's been in Europe and in Scottish football for the last decade, apart from obviously the big two, have failed miserably, given the resources and the potential that our league has. And there's a lot of reasons for it. I always slate the the SFA and everything that they do and the way everything's been ran in this country, the way we don't sell our football, the way we don't sell our product, the way we undervalue everything. But we need to get to the point now as Hearts fans where we accept that, right, fine, This is the this is the hand that we're dealt with. We're in a position now where we have... To to not sound like a wanker here, but our destiny's in our own hands here. We have the ability to go make ourselves a European football club, despite everything that happens in Scottish football. And for me, if we miss out on this opportunity, I'm going to look back at it in five years' time and think, fucking what if?
1: Yeah, 100%, mate. And I think as well, I'll I'll just make a wee argument about uh, what we're talking about in terms of previous results, like Rijeka. I think they knocked out Hibs as well, didn't they? Um, Last season there. Those teams... The Aberdeen team and that Hibs team aren't as good as what this Hearts team is, in my opinion. I think the the way this Hearts team play football and and the way they they are, you look right throughout the players that we have. I think this Hearts team is is suited better to go into these types of games and and beat them. Uh, I I, I just believe that. I think those Aberdeen teams in particular, although they had decent players in them, I think were too negative in those games. I think if Hearts go out and play their game... Um, I think they'll they'll, they'll certainly they, they've got a good chance in in these games and you only have to look at St Johnston going to uh, was it Galatasaray, Galatasaray yeah. uh, last season and even even the team that they they, they had the to Austrian play team yeah exactly well, yeah. you know they got a result away from home if Hearts can go and get a result away from home um, and then take the tie back to Tynecastle there's no reason why Hearts can't go and win that game uh, you you look at when we played Zagreb the last time and you know we've played Liverpool and apart from the Spurs five nil. Um, we've gave, done no bad. Yeah, we've we we when when a bigger team comes to play Hearts in Europe, we we t- we compete. Yeah. you know what I mean. We don't get absolutely destroyed, apart from the Spurs game, but that was a top top team. You know, they were a Champions yeah. League so yeah. They were a Champions yeah. League team. You know, even Liverpool. You know what I mean? We went in there, and that was a Liverpool team that had drew two two with Man City the weekend before Hearts went in and got a draw. At Anfield. Can I, Luis Suarez? I think he was assisted by Steven Gerrard, so you know it's it, it just shows you that the late night for John McGlynn and the boys that yeah, yeah, yeah. well was it wasn't it was story. it was still yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just this point we conceded the <laughs> <a> late goal. <laughs> We, we should really do a thing about what ifs, but
0: what if we'd won that tie, eh? like going to <laughs> the group stages beating Liverpool under John McGlynn? We
1: probably wouldn't have went in administration. To be honest, I think the money, the money from that probably would have actually kept us afloat. Uncle Vlad wouldn't have sold up, and you know maybe maybe it would have been a lot different. This season
2: we're doing the season we have finally went down. <laughs> nah, we just had we had about, we had about nine different managers. <laughs>
1: we'd, we'd have had another Scottish Cup, though. Telling you that, by the way. <laughs> he would have had it. he might have even won a league cup in there as well um but yeah no it it, it does i think yeah i think as a, a football club we've we've, we've got the, a prime opportunity here Castle under the lights that's the big thing that keeps me going here see if it was murrayfield i'd be like a bit uh, i don't know how we're going to do here i think it could be a bit of, uh, uh, yeah i think the away games might be a better chance i think the fact is it tiny I think I'll, it's a total game changer. We've never had European group stage at eh, football at Ten and I think that's uh, that that that'll definitely be a big one. You've seen what what happens to Celtic and Rangers over the years. Um, I think something similar can, can happen to Hearts. Absolutely.
2: Gordon, were you at that Zagreb game? Yeah, I was
1: there. I yeah. No, no, not away from home. No, I no, not the away game. The home game. Yeah, I mean, just aye.
2: just to touch on that. I mean, we were. If I remember rightly, everyone thought we were down and out after the first leg. There was Mate, as soon as we got a goal, but two uh, 0 yeah. Aye, yeah, right, and we got we got we got that goal back. And yeah, fucking hell! I days? mean, I've, I've I've been at Tynecastle for some some crazy times. I mean, the atmosphere has been unbelievable yeah. at times at Tynecastle. Castle. But see that night against Zagreb, eh? I have never seen it like that. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It like, was, and I don't know. There, there'll, there'll be people that. Probably haven't experienced that because I, I was I was still relatively young when, when that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, And it's it's out of this world. If you can get the get the fans on side at Tynecastle on a big European night, Ken, everyone's been on the pitch for a couple of hours, mm. but you did not want to have too much because you want to remember the games here yeah. at that perfect point. To go to Do a you know there's
1: something there's something different in the air? I think amongst the fans on, on a European night. I don't know what it is. It's just it's totally different from anything else. I mean, it was almost Derby esque. And, and and people and people are just so up for the games. And I remember when even when we played Spurs, right, and we're three 0 down, Hearts had a chance, and the whole Gorgistan stood up because we thought we were we we're going to get a goal. And it would have been mental if we'd even just got one goal back that night. Um, the Liverpool game that we touched on, yeah, and when Novakovic hit the post,
2: anyone that was down there that day, I mean. I fell down about four rows. Oh, when they were yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, game, yeah, him. yeah. Like, yeah. they were game, I mean, admittedly, that was pro- probably because I couldn't stand because we'd been drinking all day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I still fell down about four rows and the only other time I'd done but that even was to shout abuse at Stephen Gerrard yeah, in the yeah. first half. Oh, so listen, I was there with you, but... <laughs> see, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, though. I nearly didn't get in. Had never just got a flag around my waist I forgot about. walked in front of the cop and all these fans, the Liverpool fans were looking at me I was like, what are these looking at? I forgot right, I got, it got the on. taxi in the wrong side. Yeah. But no, I mean, even when you look at like European goals, at Hearts have scored away from home previously. Uh, Basel, for example, you see the 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 scenes there. Bordeaux, you know, um, even the the crowd that we took to Farnard. Hearts have a fantastic support, and uh, they'll travel in big numbers this year away from home. But the fact is, you'll not be able to get a seat in any of the home games. And I just think that type of momentum can take you places that you don't expect you're going to get. Footballs like that. Um, Rangers would never have thought they were going to get to the Europa League final this year, but they've been doing consistently well in Europe and that got them there and, and the, the momentum carried them over the line. It's the same with Celtic in 0-2 and... Uh or whenever it was, 2001 or whatever. I, I just think you know, there's a real prime opportunity here for Hearts this season, and uh, and I think the European games will be something that we've not experienced for a
2: long, long time. See when, see when we get to meet up on whatever random-ass square it is in the middle of whatever random-ass city it is on the fucking Wednesday night because we've all flown over or the Tuesday night whenever the flights are out. We all pile into the first boozer we see, and it's just a fucking sea of maroon. The sun's out. We're out there in Europe, fucking basking in the glory in August. And Hibs are playing. fucking... Well, they're not even going to be playing some dirty team because they're already at the League Cup. See, see, the thing is, though, after all this, it's
3: going to be Maribor, and we're going to get pumped. It's
0: going to, be, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And they're they're, they're going to they're, they're going to quote us and everything. <laughs> Thank you, Calvin.
3: <laughs> anyway,
0: Ross County, an opening day. We buzzing.
2: Nah, I need the cares. Take me a
3: Nah, <laughs> I can't really say I'm bothered. It's like, well, I say that. I'm I'm looking forward to. It. i really. It's it's three points on the way to the Champions League. No, I re, I really like the. Um, I I love the opening day of the season. To be fair, right? It's it's always a. It's always good. Optimism's always really high. A nice few pints before the game. Hopefully, a, a routine win over Ross County. low well, Ross County have done quite well. I believe in the league. I'm not forward much of it. Um, now'll nah, we it should be good. Should be good. Hopefully, we get him. Um,
1: so hopefully get the season off that winning start. I love a sold out Castle. I think opening day, sun kissed. Hopefully, have a few beers before it. Um, that's when the real football's back. You know, I enjoyed Saturday, but um, I think there's just something different about the opening day of the season. And uh, I think Ross County is certainly a, an absolutely winnable game, one that we can lay down a marker for. Hopefully, uh, I'd like to see Lawrence Shank Lawrence doesn't score in the Premiership. Shankland get a couple of goals. Um, our championship striker. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think Ross County—they've signed a lot of new players. So it's difficult to actually know what ki- type of Ross County we're going to face. But I just think Hearts at home—they should be beating any every team in the league, in my opinion, at home. Uh, and I, I put Celtic and Rangers in that bracket. I know they're top top teams, but I think you should be going there and and, and winning these games at home. Um, I just think that's a mentality we have to have. It's, it's not realistic, but I just think it's a mentality you have to have. Um, so Ross County, for me, I think Hart should be going there and winning three, four, nothing, and and putting a real marker down uh, ahead of the the wee team game the following week.
0: Predictions, Gordon. Then you said three, four, 0 Gonna
1: hold you. I'm, go- up. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to say 5-0. five, 0 Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say five. I think Lawrence Shankland. Lawrence doesn't score in the Premiership. Shankland will get a hat trick. Calvin,
0: your predictions ahead of or your thoughts and predictions.
3: Um, 2-0, oh. I think it'll be 2-0, and oh. I think it'll be a comfortable, a comfortable day out, but uh, yeah, we should be winning it, there's there's no questions, there's no no alternative, it should be a, a comfortable victory for hearts, um, anything less and questions will be getting asked, especially on this show. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think after today
0: there'll be questions asked on this show? Fucking hell. Well, we've just had the best season we've had in years, but well, you know, <laughs> recruitment's wrong, the club's are
3: shambles, if we don't get any unit, Listen, for Listen, fa- just setting standards. We're setting standards that must be adhered to at this football club, or else certain people, certain... <laughs> Do not call me a happy clapper, okay? <laughs> Aye. Set, certain, people, certain people's jobs should be on That's line. That's, that's the one thing about this football club, though, is that it's clear for everyone to see that Mr Savage doesn't
1: tolerate shite. I, by the way, I know we're talking about negative uh, negative things. I just want to touch on one serious negative matter: the state of Tyncastle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, seriously, it. by the way, it's a joke. <laughs> eh. It is. I, I, every morning when I'm going to work, right, I'm on the th- I'm on the bus, and I look to the right hand side, and I see Tynecastle. I've just got the Roseburn stand there. It's p- it's black. Oh, it's man, disgusting. Man, eh, man. I just I just think that for me, we've got to do the stadium. I, well, you watch four part during the week there, right? And it's been painted. They've they've done renovate, you know, a bit of work, new pitch and all that. I just think, you know, you turn up at Tyne Castle on Saturday and it's just, it's pish. The the concourses were
2: manky as well. Like, I was over the crawl. That's in the they new stands. they fucking dangerous, by the way. See yeah. those concourses in the middle of winter and that yeah. when it's raining, and it's snowing and that shit, man. It's like walking on a fucking uh-huh. ice rink, by the way. Listen, so so we're a fan-owned club. They they these things need to be happen. brought. Up. So what, what age? Donner pies and there's no fucking pies.
1: What? A, what fucking age are you? It's a Fuck, bit. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit slippery
3: in
2: the Concord. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my hippo, help, help! Tell you what, see, see the week that Calvin falls on his arse. This <laughs> one <of the> <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm,
3: crazy. I'm gonna fall myself 4 four-zero defeat to Maribor at home. That'll be it. <laughs> Matty, could I just get a prediction off you before we finish?
2: Yeah, uh, I think probably like Calvin, I can see a 2-0 win. I think it's I genuinely like, I'll, I'll be being serious on this matter. I think it's important that we do win this game. Um, we've got a really long season ahead of us, and winning games at Tyne Castle is going to prove vital if we're going to finish third again. So I'd like a professional performance. I think Ross County ended last season as a very good side. They seem to have been done okay in the League Cup, so be a difficult game. Last time we predicted a Ross County game, we all went for like 5-3, and it ended up 0-0. So a 2-0 victory would be quite nice, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Uh, I I think we'll win 2-0 as well. Thanks, everyone, for joining me this week. Uh, Yeah, hopefully we do get the win over Ross County. Until next week, goodbye.